Greece too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mama Mia too. <laughs> just Mama skip Mamma Mia and go straight to the hot oh guys. My gosh, yes. <laughs> Can yeah. we just do like a like we'll do like a Patreon special of just like bad sequels? Except Mamma Mia like, too will Mama not Mia be there. Was, yeah, Mama Mia. Well, neither will Greece too, for that matter, because I actually like Greece. Oh, too. <laughs> I didn't see Greece too. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so like low key, we won't make a <laughs> sequels that <laughs> shouldn't have happened because no, we. Love them. <laughs> this is gonna be like uh, sequels that are like are meant to be bad, but we actually like stand. <laughs> like we actually love yeah. these sequels that are everyone hates. Oh, true. Actually, that's a good um, idea. We should do that. Welcome to Film Interrupted, a podcast for amateur film lovers by amateur film lovers. I am Chloe. And I am Mel. <laughs> and this week is Mel's week again, and her movie pick was awesome and a surprise and a first for the both of us. Yes. Which is? Always a good time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yes. It's, it movie? is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, come on, don't leave me hanging. Uh, yes, this week's movie is in the drum roll. Brrr, Casablanca. Casablanca. The, the classic, classic movie, Casablanca. <laughs> um, yes. Every time I hear it, I just have to say Casablanca. Casablanca. Yeah, our, um, our Latina comes out and we're just very... Yeah, like, I was going to say that. I had to put a, like, a total the Latin Hispanic spin on it. it. Yeah. Casablanca, which us. is, it's funny because it's, it's in Morocco. But I guess it's like, it's right there. So yeah. it's not close to Spain. Yeah. Um, but yes, so we have the very classic, cla- uh, whoa, Clasa, Casablanca. Um, <laughs> classic <Blanca>. The classic <laughs> Blanca. <laughs> my my like great aunt's name is Blanca or Blanquita, we call her. So it's like, this Doesn't is everybody. Have like, an, a great aunt Blanca. <laughs> yeah, yeah, have exactly. a Blanca, at least a Blanca. Yeah, in yeah exactly. That and like a Sonia. <laughs> yes oh my gosh can you relate subscribe to us if you relate (laughs) latinas you know yeah Um, there are dozens of us there are dozens of us dozens (laughs) there we go i had to bring it in all right come back come back to it Yes, yeah, so, uh, yeah, so the classic Casablanca, I'm so surprised that I had not seen this before as a film person, but obviously was saving it for something grand, and this was it, and <laughs> honestly, is everything and more, honestly, like, I would just, like, wow, so I'm gonna go right into the ratings, so we've got a 98% on Rotten Tomato. You. Which is not surprising, honestly. No. Um, the classics obvi- like automatically get boosted into the 90s, and then the rest of it is just like, okay, personal opinion. <laughs> well, and I feel like it's a hit or miss, though, with the classics, because, uh, I mean, I don't know. You really don't. I don't know. I feel like I, I don't know. I, 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 all the classics that I've come across have been in, like, the high 90s, yeah. and then I watch it, and I'm like, nah. <laughs> Not yeah. exactly what I would rate it. Oh, but, right. Same. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but it's, but this one, I mean, I'm, okay, I'll, I'll wait till. Wait. Continue. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So we scored high on the tomato. 
the tomato meter and the audience score got 95 percent and we got a whopping eight and a half out of ten on imdb so the people do love this film the people have spoken yeah it's good i it is good and i love it honestly i think this this is the kind of film that you want to watch when you hear like oh you want to get into film watch casablanca Mm -hmm. like whereas right now or for at least the last however many years whenever people talk about going into film and like studying film they're like oh watch citizen kane and citizen kane is a piece of (laughs) shit and i will stand by that i will go to my grave with that is a piece of shit film and it's not good and if you if you want to hear our rant on uh, citizen Citizen (laughs) listen to the strictly ballroom episode. there you go we We will forever i'll forever shit on that a rose but yeah no okay well, oh my yeah. god I said, my god did you hear the way i said that i said it like like they say in like in the shining red rum red rum that's why i said rosebud 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 red rum. that's how i feel about it it gives, yes, it gives me legitimate nightmares it's not it's not a good fa- anyway i'm just gonna i'm gonna keep going with it if i don't stop no it's okay but okay. anyway this is like yeah. anytime i've talked to people about being involved in film and being invested in film they've come to me like oh have you seen casablanca have you seen citizen kane and i've said no to both of those until recently well a while ago i watched Citizen kane mm-hmm. and thought it was a piece of crap anyway um <laughs> and now saying now i'm able to say that like i've seen casablanca and this is yeah. honestly i think this has easily moved its way up right to my number one spot for favorite film damn yeah like i would go to a desert island and watch this forever that is how incredible i i think this film is I have not seen anything with Humphrey Bogart in it until this. Uh-huh. And Swoon, 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 left and right, center. <laughs> we're Swoonville. Like, he's he's beautiful. Look and his I, voice. He's, oh, God, he's dream. Oh, my gosh. Like, I, just, I, I, I can't get over how, like, the way he talks. I just want him to narrate everything. Everything, right? Yeah. And well, kind you of. Haven't seen, you, ha- you haven't seen the original or the, the Sabrina, Sabrina with uh, Audrey Hepburn? I haven't seen the original, no. I saw oh, the one with, yeah, yeah with uh, Harrison Ford because that Harrison was a good Ford. one. Harrison Ford. And Gregory <laughs> yeah. Kinnear, but that was a good one, though. Like, let's it's be good, honest. It's good, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, okay, so we'll, we'll eventually put Sabrina on the list because yeah. I love Sabrina, the, 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 the Audrey Hepburn one and uh, humphrey one the harrison ford he, character yeah he play- yeah exactly yeah. got it okay that makes a lot of sense to me yeah yeah oh well i look forward to that uh, linus 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 yes that's yeah. it I, I knew it was a random name so i wasn't even gonna try and be like oh did he play like greg charlie no i, yeah. I always think of charlie brown and that's how i remember it i was oh. like it's not charlie oh. brown it's the other one so got it got it i'm not i'm not that familiar with charlie brown but it's okay <laughs> i am forced to i have kids Oh, um, fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um. So, yes. So, yes. This has been quickly, it climbed quickly up the ladder. And for it a film that was, yeah, honestly, for a film that was made in the 40s, in the middle of yeah. the, of, of World War II. Yeah. Um, For a film that was a, revolving around the war that was going yeah. on, it's like, it, the, I feel like this was one big slap to the face to the Nazis and like, oh, yeah. The fact that they did this and did it well and did it not even as much a movie about I I don't even see it as much about war, but like, I don't know. I think it's more uh, like reconciliation and like Mm -hmm. that closure and like that you can have this great love and it cannot be or like and it can actually turn out to be not everything that your life has to be 
yeah like around it does that make sense Mm -hmm. so I don't know I think that that's huge and I think especially in like my life right now like that's pivotal to like kind of see like a romance go and not have it be the entirety of your life which is how it is for the world yeah exactly that's exactly how it is Mm -hmm. for Rick and that's what I love and Mm -hmm. anyway so without giving too much away that's like what I love about it and why I think it's jumped quickly up I think it's a good balance of romance for sure yeah but it's definitely like not like uh Romeo and Juliet style like if I can't have you I die which yeah. is ironic because I was watching Romeo and Juliet last night. But anyway. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, Baz is <laughs> Romeo and Juliet, too. Yeah, of course. This, Good okay. one. Um, okay, so I'll go right into it. The synopsis for this film goes, um, a cynical American expatriate struggles to decide whether or not he should help his former lover and her fugitive husband escape from French Morocco. So... Again, with this, I had no idea what Casablanca was about before I watched it. Same. Um, yeah, I knew it was, like, something dramatic, something with a, a guy in a trench coat and a fedora. And, like, I knew it was something, like, mysterious and wow and very yeah. 40s. Um, had no idea and retained that because why not? Why start watching trailers? Yeah. You know? No, why, no. What's the point of trailers that? Trailers are banned in this uh, podcast. Yes. Yeah, I just thought it was a, like, romance movie centered around the war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what, that's the only information that I had thought. I, had. I thought so, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I definitely thought it was going to be war, way more... Um, romance. Romanticized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, again, like, yeah, I just had no idea. I knew, like, Casablanca was in Morocco, and I knew that that's where it was, and I... But I had no idea it had anything to do with the war, and I didn't know how, like how finely intertwined that was in to the story. The only thing that I will say is that I definitely was very pleasantly surprised. And when we talked a little bit about it earlier before we started recording and then we were like, okay, let's let's, let's stop, let's stop. Is that I was so surprised on how not long this movie was. (laughs) Yes. We we both thought this movie was like, whenever we press play, we're like, oh, it's only an hour and 40 minutes. Like, I thought this, I was going to, I was putting it off, like, watching it because I knew I had to set up, take notes. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to have to cut out, like, two and a half hours of my day to, like, to get this done. And then it yes. takes, takes longer because I have to pause and, like, write notes and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then I look at it and I'm like, oh, it's only an hour and 40 minutes. Like, that's, like, nothing. <laughs> no, yeah. I was yeah. very surprised on how short it was uh, or, you know normal yeah. time length it was no i expected it to be like gone with the wind style yeah um, which i haven't watched yet that was also like on my list of movies i need to watch that i know that, oh yeah like, I, that's gonna be a long like, one that's a long one that's a commitment as far as like opinions i definitely will keep like it as they come up but i will say overall i loved the movie i loved it a lot but i also have i don't know how my opinions are going to be based off compared to yours as far as like the actual storyline goes but as a um or like not storyline characters go i should say as far as the characters go hmm. but the overall movie as a whole and like the storyline and the especially knowing the setting of which this all is taking place and the whole like meaning behind the film fantastic like it's like there's Mm. it just it deserves all the awards and like more yeah totally i agree completely okay now your turn (laughs) (laughs) sweet so we will dive right in to the film so we open up the film with the good old credits from back in the day they always do the credits in the beginning um once the credits are over we see kind of this um map and we have a route um 
from the Americas to Europe that cut through Casablanca in Morocco during World War II. So kind of like laying out kind of like where everyone was running to uh, during World War II. And then we find out that Nazi, two Nazi couriers were murdered on a train and they had important um, travel papers that were stolen. And so this is like, we find out straight off the bat, like this is what's going on. And then we roll into Rick's Casino, which is Humphrey Bogart. And this is like a big hub in Casablanca. Like all of the Nazi generals go here and they gamble and all the um, French Moroccan police officers go here to gamble. And like, it's just, it's, that's the hub of Casablanca for some reason. And it just happens to be Rick's place. Then from there, we see that Rick has an established I guess, friendship, an established relationship with the French Moroccan police. And so they inform him that there's going to be an arrest uh, happening later that night in his casino. And they're like, yeah, it's going to be this um, dramatic thing. Like your guests will love it. Like, don't worry about it. And also that they're looking for this guy named Victor Laszlo that's traveling with a woman. Um, And so kind of just we're laying out the scene. We're laying out the facts. Rick is getting all this information again being a guy of like I guess high importance in this area because he's a businessman and he's very popular he's allowed to know all this information and so obviously he takes it in and he's like Victor Laszlo don't know who he is whatever he's going to be arrested or he's going to be hunt down that's fine and then someone else that's going to be arrested so we see that Rick meets the Nazi officer that's coming into town there's this big Nazi officer that comes in uh, oh, I forgot his name, like Strassen, Strass- Major, uh, Major Strasser. Strasser, yeah. Yeah. And he comes into town kind of just like big and mighty on his horse and all that stuff. Like everybody's like, oh, geez, look at this guy and his big dick. Like we yeah. got to. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, he's a dick. <laughs> yeah, he's massive. Like he's yeah. just stupid. But um, but he's a Nazi. So um, and also fun sense. fact, I think the actor who played this guy is a German Jew oh and he or he was German, but or something like that, and he yeah, was yeah. known for his absolute blood-curdling hatred for Nazis. Oh and my god! So like the actor is like, it, so that's so interesting. And all the um, German Nazis in this film, that like yeah. all the actors who played them, yeah. they were all German Jews from the war. So fun fact, fun facts. Oh my god, I just got chills. <laughs> I know, dude. That's can you imagine? Oh. Ew. Can you, oh my God. Can you imagine I, being on a set and like filming about World War II and like being like, I'm a Jew? In the 40s. Yeah. This, it's like happening as they speak and they're yeah. like, I've just escaped and like, this is my life. Oh my God. <laughs> on a movie set with it's Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> body chills. Like, yeah. That is insane to me. And I'm baffled. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, love it's, it. It, yeah that's crazy to me and it's i think that as i don't know i don't know how much acting experience that they had probably none but i can only imagine i guess you would take kind of all the like the just the pure just that the the hatred that you have and yeah. then the fact that you're playing these people like oh my gosh like yeah i guess you kind of take that and channel it and to be like this hateful person on screen you know and like oh you absolutely look at all the all the nazis in the movie they're all like just stone-faced and yeah not pleasantly they're not pleasant people 
So. No, yeah. And that's what's so surprising. Like, I wish I knew that going into watching it, which is which will yeah. be interesting for anybody who hasn't seen it yet and is listening to this. Like, like I would definitely encourage you to, like, look out for that because um, even there's a scene later on that I'm just going to get to right now just because um, for the sake of this conversation. Sure. But there is a scene where the Nazis break out in their um, national yes. song yes. or their, like, German song. And then I believe it's... Laszlo, who Laszlo. starts up the French anthem, the like yeah, the, like the national anthem or something. Yes, like that. Yeah. and apparently when this was happening on set, like as soon as it ended, like there were people in tears, like people were shook by it, mm-hmm. by just how in- how to feel like that battle between just the German language and French language like happening on set so intensely, and it's like yeah, this was all part of the script and this was all happening, but like for it to end and people be like yeah, fuck the Germans, like this is this is happening right now, and we just like I don't know, I just can't even imagine being there. Oh. Oh my gosh it it's like this film is like i feel like historic for so many different reasons and oh, like yeah. just an absolute turntable in in the world at that point and yeah i don't know i love that well i mean yeah and then of course when we get to the ending it'll all kind of like make sense and like how like this is like this movie like it it has the the story the undertone of this 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 affair essentially this yeah. like romantic affair but that's not the main point of the story the whole the the whole message of the story I feel like is that this is there's a bigger picture yeah and like I feel like that's exactly what this movie does you know it's there's a bigger picture than what this movie is like right the fact that they're filming this movie during this time using these people and everything like that it's all a part of a bigger picture yeah absolutely I know I think and that's probably why this this film has so much praise is just for everything that it stands for as well as like just how incredible it is you know like yeah and then like since you're since you brought up the whole like French national anthem and stuff like that we'll get to it me not knowing this one of the like the notes that i had put down was damn uh yvonne is going ham like she's mm-hmm. getting into it and i was like that's <laughs> yeah. awesome oh, yvonne because <laughs> like they show like a close-up of her and she's yeah and she's just, like, like singing with every fiber of her being and like yeah. crying and then she's like sobbing and cheering after the end and everybody breaks out in cheers which was really cool so we have the nazi officer that's here um just just trying to like check up on things in this area Looking and yeah obviously they're hunting down laszlo and i th- i believe that they think that they got word that he was gonna be in casablanca um i'm not sure but obviously like they're all there this is like the meeting point they even this nazi general like so he doesn't really know rick yeah and he's trying to decide like all the french american police are like oh no he's he's a pal he's good he's great like we love him and he's like i don't know and so he's like interrogating him and you can see like rick is like very moderate very like i don't care who wins it doesn't matter like this is my business this is what i'm here for i've left america and i've left paris this is what matters to me the yeah. end so at, just as that conversation ends we see victor laszlo walk in yeah the balls on that guy i like literally i think my mouth was like on the ground when that happened and i was like what the f-? like we literally just got done talking about how they want to find this guy and arrest him and he walks in like right after um, what's his name got shot like lit up then it's like, yeah it's like after uh, the guy with the papers oh yeah, yeah oh yeah, no, he gets arrested and then the he he like shoots like the officers that were like, yes, trying to arrest just him and stuff like that. absolute yeah. gunfire just happening yeah, yeah that then, was- like laszlo walks in like nothing like oh hey yeah i have a table reserved for laszlo <laughs> yeah he's like, like oh, i'm yeah. running 
ready for some drinks. I'm ready for a great night with my woman. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, which is insane. And so then, obviously, we see like he's walked in with this woman, mm-hmm. beautiful, stunning, stunner of a lady. Gorgeous. Um, and that's how we meet Ilsa, yep. and this is played by Ingrid Bergman, and she's actually a Swedish actress. Just so you know, like, just oh. I had to look it up because I thought it was great. I no couldn't wonder. pin her she's accent. A babe. Swedes are she gorgeous. Is. Oh my god, aren't they? I don't, I don't even understand. It's like it's genetically, like they're genetically produced in Sweden. Like they're just yeah, all beautiful. They, they really are. People. It's not even fair. I'm obsessed. Yeah. Obsessed I've never them. come love across a sweet baby. A Swede an ugly Sweden. Yeah. That was not gorgeous. Like, honestly. Like, hashtag scars guard family. So. I was gonna. Okay. <laughs> I was Sorry. like, wait till we get to our True Blood miniseries. <laughs> oh my God. The scars oh my guards. God. <laughs> You'll just hear us gushing all the time. About Skazkat. <laughs> no, he's literally my favorite. Hashtag no, Team Eric forever. Hashtag Swedish God. Swedish God. Oh, I love him. <laughs> anyway, the Swedes. We love them. <laughs> That's the moral of that story. Yeah. Um, A moment okay, for the Swedes. <laughs> yeah. A moment of silence for the Swedes. <laughs> Okay, so we're introduced to Ilsa. Um, we see her, obviously, like, she is a woman of importance as she enters with Victor, just everything around her entrance and her walking around. And then we see Sam, the piano guy, even, mm-hmm. like, looking at her, like, wait, what? Like, who's mm-hmm. that? And so, obviously, he recognizes her, and she recognizes him. And they sit down, Laszlo and her sit down, and she asks Sam to play a song and it's like this beautiful song that apparently holds a lot of memories because mm-hmm. Rick storms out from his office. Oh, triggered. Yeah, he's like, I told you to never play that. Okay, I don't know why he's Southern, but um, <laughs> I can't I can't do like a 40s accent. Like that is on my list of, <laughs> I told you I to told never, you never play that song. <laughs> I told you. It's like molasses is spilling out of your mouth. Yeah, no, I can't. He anyway, just made Rick I can like, like a I can nail plantation owner. Like, uh, that's why. what I'm saying. I can nail a southern accent, but ask me to do 40s. I yeah. cannot. I cannot. Anyway, yeah. the point is, Rick storms out and is like, "I told you to never play that. What yeah. are you doing?" Stops when he sees Elsa and is like, yeah. "The fuck?" Because the last time he, and we see this later and on, but like the last time he saw her was in Paris, and yeah. she's acting like it's so normal. Like, oh, there's Rick. Here's him and here am i and like she's just no, she's very she, casual about it yeah very she like it off like there's nothing like what like, yeah nothing like a classic a, a classic yeah. person who has broken someone's heart and yes. has no remorse yeah you know that's that is what it is so very, obviously they encounter like, like doe-eyed innocent type of yeah like, what? Who like oh who me yeah exactly <laughs> exactly nailed it yeah and she totally could do that because her eyes were like literally literally sh- like shimmering this entire movie incredible god i love her honestly starry love her. Eyed, beautiful gorgeous <sighs> sweet oh ilsa ilsa <laughs> i want to name my child that ilsa yeah. or ingrid those are both names i want to name my child oh my so gosh, let's ingrid. just let's just respect that for a minute <laughs> um okay so obviously rick runs into elsa and mm. he joins them for a drink which is huge because so far throughout the movie we see so many people asking rick to join them for a game mm. join them for a drink and sit down and they're like oh rick no he never does that and so the second that ilsa asks him to join for a drink he's like of course and everybody's like what like even like the waiter is like oh 
wow, what a special mm-hmm. occasion. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't know why they're Southern. Yeah, oh yeah, we see the police who's like, they've, they're have they keeping a close eye on Laszlo. Yeah. Not making an arrest, but they're just watching him and they make this huge deal about like coming into the office tomorrow to talk about something. And yes. for some reason, Laszlo and Ilsa agree. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't you just get the heck out of Dodge, but whatever. So they're being really cordial and really like, um obedient to the police here and especially yeah yeah, and the authorities and stuff because uh, and like something that they say lazo says is like they they they're obedient to the french american police and not as much the nazis yeah um because again with lazo's um history is he has um been what has he's escaped concentration camps like twice or like Mm -hmm. once and he's been on the run for a while this is someone that the nazis are really keen on finding and um getting under control um he's kind of running this low-key campaign of like we can defeat the nazis they're not that powerful and like just he's got this like ring of hope around him that the right. Nazis want to kill. Yeah, and he's so, like supposed to be very critical, key, like he plays a really key role in a rebellion type of yes, um, absolutely. force against Third Reich. And he's, mm-hmm. I think he said that he was, yeah, he just got out of like a concentration camp and he was in yeah. there for like over a year mm-hmm. or something like that. And somehow he escaped, which is incredible. But mm-hmm. I guess like that's where you build up this character that Lazo's this really heroic type of character um straight hero yeah and so you're suddenly like you don't know much about anything at this point Mm -hmm. you know that rick is a hottie lamati and we know that ilsa is a beautiful (laughs) piece of yeah exactly and yeah and we see ilsa is this beautiful woman with a past that somehow knows rick and rick somehow knows her and everything changes the second they see each other and we also see that victor is this incredible person and victor just happens to be the person that she walked in with yeah so all we know is that there is a triangle. Mm-hmm. We love Victor. We love Rick. We don't know what to do. So yes. we, uh, after this night is over, we find Rick ready to drink his heart away in the dead of his club. Sam comes in. And he's like, no, let's go for a walk. Let's go for a drive. Like, let's get you out. And he's like, no, she comes back. She's going to come back. She's yeah. going to come and talk to me. Sam is like the ultimate wingman. He's such yeah. a good friend. Like, he Love was just Sam. like, yeah, he was like, I got your back. Let's find some sort of other distraction. Let's get out of here. And like, Rick is like, no, she's going to come here. And blah, 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 blah. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> and like, Sam's like, don't do this to yourself, man. Let's don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Right. <laughs> and, and that's also because we see later on that like sam was with rick in paris when yeah. everything went down and so we see yes. like this established friendship between the two of them and yeah and sam was also there probably to help rick after the aftermath you know oh absolutely had to like pick up all the pieces mm-hmm. <laughs> of poor rick's broken heart yeah absolutely absolutely so yeah so we see like this really Drinking good relationship yeah, yeah yeah so we see a good relationship between sam and rick and rick is like trying to drown his sorrows and we are finally getting given the um, context of Paris. And we we get this context. We go back and have a flashback to Paris. And we see that Rick and Ilsa are madly in love. Kind of we see like their relationship blossom. And we see the, or we hear the incredible line, the here's looking at you, kid. Yeah. Um, Which honestly, I didn't know that was from this. So that's, (laughs) that's cool. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Same. There are two really good lines, that being one of them and another one I'll touch on later, but like that I had no idea it was from this film and I just Mm -hmm. like died when it happened. So yeah, so we see that they're, they're in love and the Germans end up invading Paris and we find out that Rick has some kind of record. They don't really touch much 
much on that, but just that he cannot be caught in Paris. That is the that is the biggest concern. They make plans to leave. Rick is talking about leaving Paris and getting married to Elsa in uh, Casablanca. And she is obviously torn and we don't understand why. She's a little upset. And then we see her stand him up at the train station, stri- train station mm-hmm. um, leaves him a note saying, don't ask why, but she can never see him again. And so we don't get a lot of clarity on that other than she's just not there. And they hit uh, Rick and Sam take the train and they're gone. And we come back to reality to Rick still sitting, getting ready to drink. And Ilsa shows up just like he thought she would. She decides to share her piece of the story really vaguely. And Rick is really sympathetic and, or not sympathetic, sorry. But she just explains that like, obviously like when they had met, she had told him he was like why how are how is a girl like you how did I find a girl like you like why are you alone and she was like oh my husband's dead and so up until that point she thought that her husband was dead and he in fact was not and that's that was the biggest thing um and so he doesn't really care he's like I don't really hear your excuses whatever the next day we have Victor and Elsa at the police station speaking with the Nazi officer and they're trying to blackmail Victor for names otherwise they're gonna get stuck in Casablanca or basically just not have a way out so obviously Victor refuses and is not like threatened by them whatsoever and then we cut to another Casablanca I I think is an expat a uh, Signora Ferrari he's been pursuing Rick about his, buying his club for a while now and we have him in conversation with Rick saying that he believes that he has the missing travel papers from the Nazi couriers that were killed on the train. And by the way, this all sounds like one big murder mystery. And yeah. I think this should be like a murder mystery party. This would be so fun. Oh my God. Can you imagine a Casablanca themed like murder mystery so party? Good. So good. But then you literally just have to find like one person and be like, you did it. No, I knew right. I knew how this movie ended. <laughs> um, subscribe if you have. <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> subscribe if you have. Subscribe if you haven't. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, so um, people, words getting around that they think that Rick has these papers. Uh, Senor Ferrari wants to sell them on the black market and Victor wants to buy the travel papers from Rick, but Rick refuses because of Ilsa. Um, he's just very bitter over the whole situation and is like, nah, get ask out of here with, with you, with your, yeah, ask your wife. At this point in the club, in the casino, this is where we have the like little anthem singing battle breaks out and it's like this huge ordeal of like just these two different nations just spewing out their yeah their love for their countries and this upsets the nazi officer and so they close down rick's casino because of it i was like at this point i was like damn laszlo's kind of a bad motherfucker because yeah. he just like went up and he's like telling them to start playing it. And mm-hmm. he did like look at Rick to kind of get confirmation like this cool. <laughs> yeah. And then is- he started it and then everyone just went ham on it, which was beautiful, especially knowing the background. But like mm-hmm. I, I, I was watching it and I was you said like this guy's got balls. And I'm like, no, this guy's got balls. Because like balls. these guys, there's a bunch of not only did this guy spend over a year in a concentration camp and. And these German, like, Nazis are, like, literally not being shy about the fact that they're hunting him down. 
but they're also singing their anthem and very loud and proud and he decides nah i'm just gonna get the whole club to like you know sing against these dudes yeah because i don't give up you know yeah so like an absolute fight back yeah Yeah. absolutely and another fun fact for this scene was that at that point where victor looks to rick for approval for this song when they were filming this they (laughs) they brought in humphrey bogart to shoot that nod he had no idea why he was nodding he literally they were like hey come in on the set we're gonna record a nod and he was like okay they literally did it and then that was it and so he had no context to what that was about yeah yeah yeah. so it was really funny he's got he's got a good nod (laughs) he's got a good nod you never would have been able to tell (laughs) yeah (laughs) he's a nodder i love that and she's the man <laughs> oh like, well she well, why is she nodding at you yeah she she gives good nods because <laughs> what's her name the olivia, olivia. <laughs> she like uh she nods at um sebastian yeah, oh was, yeah <laughs> 1-800-BIATCH oh, 1-800-BIATCH love that love that uh, oh we're gonna thing- have to do that movie oh my god yes uh, absolutely <laughs> goes without saying one of the things i was gonna say is we kind of it, i don't remember i think it happened a little bit before the whole anthem off thing that happened but there was a part in there where you know it's i feel like it's a good part in there because uh, the police chief was talking about telling rick that he's a closet sensitive like rom- guy like he's like you're i think you're an actual good guy and you just play it off you're this big tough guy um and that you don't care about anybody but yourself but really i think that you just you have a really big heart and you just kind of hide it and so that whole thing happens where the girl comes up to him and asks for help because she wants uh, her and her husband really want to go to america to make a better life for themselves Mm. and he and she was talking about how like oh it's it's really expensive and blah 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 they can't afford it and so he ends up helping them with the um the roulette table Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, Do you remember that? Yes, Uh, yes. Yeah. I love that whole scene because I was like, this is awesome because I feel like, you know, the beginning half of the movie, we see, okay, Rick, we love Rick, but he's kind of a dick. (laughs) Rick the dick, yep. Yeah, Rick's a dick. He's kind of a dick. Like, he's not super lovable, but you do like him because you could tell that he is a good guy, even though Mm -hmm. he's playing it off as this person that he's very... uh, what's the word i don't want to say selfish but he's very uh like he's just in his own world he's in his own world yeah he's 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 been burnt by this woman that he loved and he took it very personally like you said it became the center of his world it changed his whole attitude as we can see because when we saw the flashback we saw that he was a really nice almost happy-go-lucky dude Mm -hmm. (laughs) like we see him smile i remember i was like oh yeah i smile (laughs) he was like a happy person and now like love has ruined him (laughs) yeah and then he's me (laughs) oh god (laughs) but he yeah he's just like and and i read a lot of books and we i I can't tell you how many books have the same theme where like there's the main character has been burnt by somebody they got their heart broken and then they are just this person that doesn't care about anybody but themselves they're only looking for they don't trust anybody serious trust issues and then they like you know fall in love again and then they turn back into the person they were before they got their heart broken you know but that's i feel like we finally get to see like a little bit about that like it kind of humanized him 
which was really nice because I felt like it needed it <laughs> at that, especially at that point of the story, because he's been like very uh, self-centered, like looking out for himself and very open about the fact that that's what his stance is. And like the whole thing with like Yvonne, uh, not Yvonne, sorry, uh, um, Ilsa. Yeah. Whenever she was, oh, we got to, I, I want to explain to you what happened whenever he was drunk. And then he like basically kind of try to slut shame her <laughs> he was like oh yeah you're gonna tell me about how many of there were in bet- between me and victor and then that's whenever she's just like all right you're kind of being an asshole and she just left <laughs> but um so anyways i really liked the whole scene i loved it but one thing i was going to point out was that at like three minutes into the movie like three and a half minutes into the movie i paused and did like a jump back because i was like oh my god who is that guy that guy's like super hot <laughs> <laughs> like there's this just one passing shot whenever the guy's running uh running trying to run away in the marketplace at the beginning of the movie it just shows that the woman and that man and that guy and i was like oh my god this guy's super hot and i literally that was my first note in my notes for this movie was who is that and then i said at 30 at three minutes uh 30 seconds mm-hmm. and then jump forward to an hour and eight minutes into it is with the whole like roulette table thing and it turns out that same dude <laughs> that i was like who is that uh <laughs> was the husband of that girl that they he helped him get those yes. earnings and i was like damn this guy is like very chiseled and swoony and great <laughs> damn daniel <laughs> yeah. damn jerry damn jerry <laughs> you did that for a burrito <laughs> what would you do for a call neck bar yes damn jerry um yeah but i had to i had to i was like oh this is important this whole roulette table thing i feel like is an important thing because it humanizes rick it's also important because that guy is very hot (laughs) and i it was something i noticed three minutes in and i was like i'm never gonna see this guy again (laughs) continue yes had to bring that out no good good addition yes good addition for sure like it does humanize him a lot yeah okay so from there obviously like the uh, the night continues and we go back into um, Victor and Elsa's room and they have a conversation and he goes off to sort things out. And while he's out, Elsa sneaks out to see Rick and to beg for the papers because mm-hmm. he is still refusing to sell them to Victor. Mm-hmm. And so this is where she reveals pretty much everything where she uh, not only does she threaten him at gunpoint, um, she tells him that she still loves him. And she explains that she had this secret marriage to Victor that not a lot of people knew of. And again, she thought he had died when he got sent to the concentration camps. Mm-hmm. And so she heard that he was dead and she mourned that and she met Vic, er, met Rick and that's where that happened. And then just before they were going to leave for Paris, she finds out that he's still alive. Mm-hmm. And so obviously she's met with this big dilemma and that's where we pick up where they left off, kind of like where uh, he left for Paris and she did not and she left him. And so obviously he, like, he understands, would have liked to have been informed like any sane person. And... I like the conversation that Laszlo and um, Ilsa had in their room because he didn't even ask. Like yeah. whenever he was like, oh, he just said to ask your wife. And it's because he already knows he, because he doesn't even have to ask her because he kind of already knows. But he, he does ask her, is there anything you want to tell me? Yeah. And she's 
doesn't say anything and I have like my notes are so messy because I'm like tell him like and then she did she was like no there's nothing I want to say I was like Victor deserves better (laughs) yeah. I was like tell him and uh he already knows just tell him like he's not blind he can see this and so but we uh, also see that it like it really doesn't matter to him and like the point is that he knows that she loves him and he knows and she knows that he loves her so it's it's where like it's such a weird time um for them for him being in and out yeah oh no but he he knows that like because he asks her were you lonely and yeah and she's like yeah i was like very lonely and he was like i understand what it means to be lonely and so in that sense he was like i understand you probably thought i was dead like that's like totally fine you know like i i get it like you thought i was dead and you fell in love with uh this other man Mm -hmm. like totally understandable which is why he is totally understanding about the whole situation but uh i did yeah i did like that this is what i mean where i'm like i feel like i i love everything about this movie but i will have like probably slightly different things to say about some of the you know the character characters or some of the the plot line things and the only thing is is obviously the i just feel bad for victor (laughs) and i know that he's i know that he's like okay there's a bigger picture here because he his main concern is like look i have a job to do like th- this is like my main concern but also i mean we'll get to it later in our dialogue but he loves ilsa so much that he's willing to like sacrifice everything for her he tells at one point later you know going forward but he tells rick save her like keep her safe and i'm like I'm like this whole time I'm like Victor deserves so much better because <laughs> I mean and it just makes me sad just because like she yes she loves Victor but she's still wanting to she she loves Rick like she's still in love with Rick and she wants to leave Victor to escape with Rick you know mm-hmm. and and that kind of just made me really sad you know yeah so. <laughs> yeah especially so we thinking. see we have like this whole new appreciation for victor not only from straight from the beginning we hear mm-hmm. he's like this war hero this like this unspoken loud voice for the uh, the jews and like the mm-hmm. um what's it called just the i guess like the cast down people from this yeah. war so he is this like this huge hero and idol to those people that are trying to defeat the nazis and so we get that from the beginning and then we see that his wife is unfortunately the ex-lover of yeah. one of the main character and so we're torn already yes um and so and obviously like it adds to it that we love victor we love this guy so we're like oh who do we want to be with who like how how can we address this how do we how do we want this to be and so i think that's that's probably that's what they want is for us to feel that um that love triangle that that pull in both directions and and we kind of see um Ilsa explain like just how she loves both of them in so many yeah. different ways and and that's like the hardest thing because again like she thought her husband was dead so everything that she did with Rick was in you know like good understandable heart. yeah mm-hmm. yeah no she wasn't like maliciously going out and like having an affair on her husband right. like that wasn't her intent because she thought that her husband was dead and she right. mourned that loss mm-hmm. but yeah but even though now she knows everything that like her husband stands for everything that he's been through and then knowing also too knowing the background dialogue that he's had the background conversation that he's had with rick you know Mm -hmm. and what he's doing to protect her it's just crazy to me so yeah this whole movie i was like okay i love all the characters i love this whole movie i love this whole story but 
100% I'm like team Victor and because mm-hmm. I'm team Victor I'm like I want Ilsa I wanted Ilsa and Rick to be together because I thought Victor Victor deserved better <laughs> so it's <was> like <laughs> she tells like Victor deserves like more that's a perfect segue into the part where yeah like she's literally yeah. talking to him and decides to just beg Rick for the papers just for Victor and that mm-hmm. she'd rather stay because she loves him she loves Rick and she's yes. like oh as long as as long as Victor gets the the papers and he can leave that's that's what matters and then so then from there we actually see victor coming to confide in rick about the papers and he's asking rick to give the papers for elsa so that she's safe and like taken care of and so we see yeah like like what you said we see like kind of where the two stand and where their priorities are are and and we have we have rick just in the middle of both of that poor poor man like literally between (laughs) a rock and a hard place like (laughs) poor guy um and so Rick tries to make plans to frame Victor so that him and Elsa can leave for America together. And he works with the French Moroccan um, police guy, um, the police officer. And they work it all out so that everybody's in the casino and it's just Victor, Elsa, Rick, and the officer. Yeah, like and Chief, Chief Louis, I think is his name. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Something like that. So the exchange goes down. And then Rick pulls a fast one, and <laughs> he has the officer give Victor the papers and call the airport to clear the uh, airway to Lisbon so that Victor can get away. And the officer ends up calling the darn Nazi guy I instead. I was like, no, no. Like, oh, <laughs> didn't see it coming, but of course it can't be smooth. Yeah. So uh, they end up going to the airport. It's a foggy, foggy day, which is mm-hmm. funny because they weren't allowed to shoot on an airfield during the war. So this was a set with a cardboard cutout of an airplane shot <laughs> from multiple different angles to make it look 3D. Just wow. a fun fact right That's there. Awesome. <laughs> You're just sprinkling them in there. Just sprinkling because, you know, you have to. It just, it really captures no, it better. It. <laughs> so we're at the airport and we find out that Rick is also making Ilsa leave with Victor and just like the sweetest little uh, conversation that he has with her. Like, you are his muse. You are the reason he continues to do this work. You need to be with him to continue his work. Yeah. And obviously she doesn't disagree. She knows that it's the truth and it's just hard because she loves both. Um, and he he says, oh, which killed me in the end when this happened. Yeah. I literally just broke down. We'll always have Paris. I know. <laughs> I was like, yes, Rick, we will. <laughs> we will have Paris. Oh, my God. That I again, that was another line that I was like, I had no idea it was in this. And I just melted to my core <laughs> when he said that. Yeah. So he allows her to leave. And just again, we see more of his development his character development like his icy heart is thawing away and we see that he's Mm -hmm. actually a selfless person and that even though he does love this woman and once had a great love affair with her like he she is more important and there is a bigger cause there's a bigger fight out there than the fight for love for himself and he gives that away yeah it's it's a bigger bigger than than their love it's it's bigger than their relationship and what what they had and that's why he is like we'll always have paris because it's like that's that's what we had and now there's there's more important things than that you know exactly so yeah i I literally wrote down redemption rick all right here for it (laughs) yes we love redemption rick yeah (laughs) so sweet so yes and as the um as the plane departs 
the Nazi officer arrives and tries to stop the plane. And Rick is just badass and is like, don't you dare. I will. I'll shoot you like no problem. And he ends up shooting him and killing the Nazi officer and the plane leaves and the French officer is there watching all of it and is like what's going to happen because now Rick is probably going to go to jail Mm -hmm. and we find out that the French officer is like actually on Rick's side and is like I'll get you out of Casablanca and you can we can settle that debt because in the beginning they had made a bet over Rick was betting 10,000 francs that Laszlo will escape. (laughs) Yes. And so obviously Rick won that because he helped Laszlo escape. And yes. so the officer is like, oh, in repayment for my debt, I'll get you out. I was like, this movie is twisty. Like, it's so like, twisty. Plot twist, plot twist. Like, the, he calls the uh, Major Strasser as like, oh, twist. And then mm-hmm. like. Um, and then he's like, he, He's like, oh, these tickets are for Victor and Ilsa. Twist. Oh, yeah. I'm going to shoot Major Strasser. Okay, twist. And then. Oh, all the police show up and Chief Louis like could just be like, oh, he shot Major Strasser, cuff him, let's go. But instead, round up the usual suspects. Like, we need to find out who shot Major Strasser. Yeah. And he's like, okay, cool, twist. And then like they have a conversation and Louis and Rick are like running away together, like into the sunset. And I'm like, yes. right. ultimate twist, love it. And, <laughs> and yet another amazing film quote i think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship (laughs) Friendship. like and and it ends there and we end happily in the happiest way that we can for this kind of film for those (laughs) during the Uh, time that i loved it 10 out of 10 really good it's just like a full circle it's like it's really well i feel written and and filmed especially for a black and white film and you have really good character development individually which yeah you don't see a lot of like at least not that overtly i think Mm -hmm. for three main characters i think it was yeah i loved it obviously i loved it for it being the first, this is the first movie that we both hadn't seen, so. Yeah, I think it was definitely really good. I I, I liked it a whole lot, um, which I'm happy I did because I bought the movie. And I was like, I'm just going to oh, buy noise. it. <laughs> oh, I should have. I just rented it. But yeah. Oh, no, no, I would I just, love to own it. I just straight bought it. It's I'm not gonna... Citizen Kane, so you'll love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, uh, now that we know that you haven't seen the original Sabrina, that's another good thing that we got from this because oh, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you have to watch the original Sabrina. I'm, I'm so there for that now now that yeah. i know because i didn't know much about him. i knew his name i knew like he was a famous Humphrey. actor but i didn't know much about him i still can't get over like his voice like i could just listen to his voice oh it's all beautiful day. i love it his uh deep not southern voice yes okay you know what i tried <laughs> i tried okay. one day i'll it's take okay. classes just for that is there um, like an accent that you can do for like a 40s accent it's a specific uh yeah it's a specific accent Oh. I'll find it. I'll find it. I know I'll work on it. I'll work on it. The next period film that we have for this time, I'll be prepared. (laughs) Okay. I promise. I swear. I will just don't make it the next next. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't do accents at all. No, I do. I love it. Yeah, it adds it adds it adds to the storytelling. You but know. that's just the actress in me, so you do you do the accents and I'll do like the just the 
horrible, offensive version of those no. accents because, like, I don't know how to do them. You're, okay, you're talking to the one that did Southern accents for all of these people in this film right now. Like, yeah. So offensive? I don't know. That kind of, uh, Hey, but teeters. going back to our True Blood mini-sodes, which we'll probably should mention oh, in, at the end of this because we haven't yep. even talked about it, but you're going to be Oh, I'm going to be my prime. Yep. That is my zone. That is yeah. my comfort zone. The Louisiana accent is just going to yes. come out. Like I love, I love good boonies. Made accents. for it. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. We're going to have We're here. Um, <laughs> all right. I'm going to do just uh, a few trivia, a, a few facts, fun facts to add, even though I sprinkled in a few. I just think it's me. interesting. Um, apparently, Sam, his, the piano that he played in this film, mm-hmm. was sold for more than $600,000 at oh. the New York auction in 2012. Oh, my God. That's pretty incredible, I think. That's um, insane. I know. And actually, honestly, not that much. <laughs> no, but I mean. I would have expected I a guess, couple million in 2012 I, for yeah. a, a piano from True. Casablanca. Oof, I, I don't know. know. But I mean, that's like over half a million. Like, that's. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah, for a, for piano, a piano. Yeah, that's so crazy. Though. For a piano that was in the film, I don't know. I would definitely pay more than that if I had to. Obviously, if I could take the lowest, I would. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're like that person at the auction. It's like six hundred yeah. thousand dollars. Like, like ma'am, you just bid against yourself. <laughs> like, well, someone had to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Another fun fact, which this is insane. In the early. 2000s madonna wanted to remake this with oh her God. playing ilsa and ashton kutcher as rick <laughs> <laughs> is that not the most heinous thing you've ever heard because it is for me that's the most fantastic thing i've ever heard i would a thousand percent watch that <laughs> little oh my god okay so it says Madonna pitched the idea to every studio that was unanimously rejected by every studio with one studio executive telling her that film is deemed untouchable. Oh my god. So she's never been able to do it. Serves her right. What? You know what? She should just be counting her blessings every single day. You know, yes. That she was turned down on multiple yep. occasions because that, that saved her. Saved probably potentially saved her entire career. And Besides, Ashton Kutcher's. And Ashton Kutcher. Well, I mean, did was he on board for that? No, I think she had just She wanted, just wanted him. Probably. I don't know. I don't she I don't think it got that far. to like kiss Ashton Kutcher, which, I mean, fair. Don't we all? Yeah. Fair. <laughs> Very <laughs> Like, fair. who didn't have, a, like, a trucker hat that said Mrs. Kutcher on it back in the <laughs> early 2000s, let's be honest. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I had that. one that said Mrs. Timberlake, but, you know, that's just... Me. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> we all had one of those hats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just disgusting hats. <laughs> yeah, Madonna. I don't think that she has any good movies does she no 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 no, it's over so thank god thank god they find they had they had the ability to say no yeah the definitely an untouchable uh, along with like multiple other movies that they probably i think they want to remake but i'm glad that this one has not come up with even like the most acclaimed actors you know like i yeah i couldn't know it it should never be remade yeah, like I think that they uh, somebody at one point they said they were going to try to remake the Princess Bride, and yeah. like, or they announced that they were going to try to make it, and 
uh carrie elwes like tweeted about it he's like please don't <laughs> oh. he was like there are he said something very i mean he's he's so classy he was like yeah there are very few perfect films out there and it would be a be a travesty to attempt to you know yes remake this one so like He's please correct. don't touch it so. and i was like yeah classy af Good. that's facts so casablanca as well sorry yep bad. locked away thrown away the key don't ever yeah. touch it <laughs> sorry um one more fun fact that i just thought this was really cute um humphrey bogart is our, our og tom cruise because apparently he had to wear platform shoes to play alongside ingrid bergman because yeah. their height difference but i looked up their height difference yeah she's she's five nine and he's about five okay. eight okay. so not terrible but he's supposed to like back then he's like he towers over her like she's this like tiny petite woman and he's like this man 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 and like that's that's probably why they were trying to do that and i guess throughout the film you can see their height difference like change you can see like just because it's all over the place as they yeah as they go throughout the film so huh very funny that's crazy that's awesome though but like uh, so she's just kind of tall for a woman and he's yeah, just she's very short for, sure. for a, a man yeah she's hmm. tall for a woman he's short he's 5'8 that's i say that's pretty short for a man which is yeah it is. unfortunate because yes. it's humphrey bogart yeah so it just kind of ruins <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't ruin it but it, it puts a little a damper on the uh the appeal but yeah anyway. a bit a tad so is is this movie on our list though of the uh 1001 oh, it is i'm like okay 80 per- i'm like 90 percent sure yeah there's i was gonna say this movie can't not be on the 1001's list i'm more than positive it is yep there it is the Casablanca. Check, check, check. One more movie off of that list. That's I still need to is. whip up how many I've seen on that. That's awesome, though. Okay, cool. It's on the 1001 movies you watch must watch before, before you, you die. die. That's amazing. So there you go. Got yeah. one more knocked off your list, folks. It You're ma- welcome. <laughs> it makes sense. It would be really funny to me personally. Funny to me yeah. if this movie was not on the list and Strictly Ballroom was was yeah exactly exactly <laughs> people like make this list and they're like strictly ballroom absolutely casablanca <laughs> nah <laughs> yeah <laughs> pass <laughs> exactly oh my god yeah that funny. that's awesome yeah well so that's casablanca the incredible life-changing film hope you enjoyed <laughs> that hope you enjoyed our rendition of it yeah it's a um, definitely a one for the books. It's a revolutionary film. It's in every way. I cool. loved it. And next week is my pick. And yeah. I semi kind of know what I'm going to do. Still kind of flip-flopping. I'm probably going to be totally honest and just change it up at the last second. But I'm thinking comedy or rom-com. Oh, Comedy or rom-com. Well, I guess the folks have to tune in to next week to find out what you pick. There goes that accent again. <laughs> all these lovely people. All these lovely people. All the lovely people find out what I pick next I week. I do declare I, I cannot declare. wait. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. Oh, bless your heart. Oh, my God. Can't wait. Can't wait for True Blood. I will just oh my rip. God. I will let it rip. Oh, I speaking of that. I am so excited. Yeah, oh, we should you probably You find folks. You found folks of the interwebs. We would like to introduce <laughs> you and invite you and welcome you into our our next uh, minisodes of uh, 
True blood. Our first minisodes. Our first minisode. Why is my <laughs> voice octave is okay? Anyway, we are going. <laughs> if I had to listen to myself do that for the entire, no, I would go mad. Oh, um, I would tune in every week. Oh, <laughs> thanks. Totally for that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Yeah, yeah. So fun, friends, folks. We are starting a mini series on True Blood, one of our favorite TV shows. And so we will be doing an episode by episode. So these mini episodes are mini episodes, like a mini uh, commentary (laughs) from us. Yeah. Yes. um, Per each episode for True Blood. So next week, you can tune in and listen to our first episode. Well, those will be on our Patreon, actually. Yes. Um, Our Yes. So we're not we're not really like we have like our Patreon and we're like not really like super invested in it. We're just like we have it there because we want to be all like official lack. But if you want to listen to those and kind of follow along, uh, we both have seen the series, but we both have committed to the fact that we're going to watch these episodes uh do recaps they're going to be quick recaps because we want these episodes these minisodes to be actually mini and not like us rambling and tangenting the whole time but we're also committing to the fact that we're not going to do spoilers in the episodes Mm -hmm. so even though we kind of know what's going to happen to this character and this character we're going to make sure to make it a point to we're only going to discuss what we've seen so far in the actual recaps so that'll be fun because it's actually been a long time since i've seen the show all the way through so and we have thoughts <laughs> we have lots of thoughts we have lots we are of ready thoughts. to throw them at you like yeah. yesterday's apple pie <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i tried i tried oh my gosh it was uh it was an attempt and i liked it um (laughs) yeah you can check out our patreon page and you can honestly i mean if even if you we're the type that we're like we're doing this for fun we i mean there are costs that come with doing podcasting and if we could like find a way to like not have to pay for out of pocket we would love to be able to do that and maybe even eventually upgrade our current equipment that we have get melanie a new laptop for god's sake (laughs) (laughs) yes please but school um, doesn't cover that (laughs) no (laughs) but honestly i mean anything anything that anybody wants to donate or contribute to our patreon page or to, to support to support us i mean we honestly would be like we're thankful for literally any and everything like you want to give us a quarter i will <clears throat> cherish that quarter until the day i die <laughs> that <laughs> we'll is not in a fact that is not even like not even an exaggeration we're going to be doing true blood minisodes and then we'll you know if we decide to do anything else uh minisode wise we'll just announce it or they'll probably be posted up on our instagram page and you can follow that at film interrupted and that's where you can kind of get in contact with us and like leave comments and send us dms or uh or just look at it <laughs> would you look you at it would you look at it <laughs> I, that's it yeah. and now it's time for us to kind of uh to dilly dally our way into our awkward uh weekly ending where we attempt to end the episode by rambling on and on and don't know how to end it i I do declare that it is time to break this podcast this this nice little recording of a of a a broken record there it's so bad i was like even for me 
<laughs> it's like I don't know why there's like if I say something it mm-hmm. like switches. It's like I have different dialects of Southern oh. and like True Blood will be a very different accent. But for some reason that's like Gone with the Wind. That yeah. was that accent. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. Like think like Heart of Dixie and like yeah. oh and like, yeah, just channel your inner lemon. Oh lemon, be your, <laughs> be a little Southern male. Southern Bale. Southern Bale. Well, thank you folks for tuning in and listening to our gibbering and jabbering and all these Southern accents. Um, don't forget to check out our Patreon if you're interested in our True Blood minisodes. And always stay tuned for next week's episode coming out on Mondays. And stay up to date with our latest episodes and what movies we will be talking about through yes. our Instagram at Film Interrupted. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And there we go. There we have it for you. And thanks for tuning in. And we will see you next time. We will see it. We'll see you next time. Don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. Yeah. Yeah. Amen, sister. Amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. Preach. Amen. Preach. Amen. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>